0: You're listening to. Oh, Yoshi did it. Podcast with
1: Yoshi Obayashi. Thanks for listening to the new episode of Yoshi Den. I'm back in Los Angeles with my great white friend, Chris Gore. and How
2: am I a great white friend? Because <laughs> <laughs> you have no hope. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah,
1: I'm the great white friend. And I'm here with Aaron Maxwell. Am I saying your name right, Aaron? Yes. Okay, good. And um, I'm, I'm really excited because of the 20 minutes I spent talking to you, you were saying um, a lot of interesting stuff. And some of it we can't talk about it, but we'll go over other interesting topics. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, like what? what?
2: Like Dragon Con. You 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 broke Dragon Con. So we did isolated. Yeah, we did this Kings of Cosplay comedy show and we did one show on Saturday which you didn't make. You had some problems with the hotel. I don't know if you talked about that on the podcast yet. I know it, it's
1: it's my fault basically. Uh, I was trying to buy drugs, marijuana from a uh, vlog blood- Black drug dealer, which sounds right. redundant, but, um, and then, um, for some reason we went to this ghetto hotel, we, we had a reservation, but somehow they will only accept clients until 2 p.m., so we got there like three thirty, four p.m., we couldn't mm-hmm. get in, so we panicked next three hours looking for a hotel, and by the time we got to downtown Atlanta for the convention, we yeah. missed m- 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 the registration. And uh, But that's
2: okay, because we did the show on Sunday, and on the Sunday show... I should, there should, the Sunday show was earlier. I think it was like at 8 o'clock. And I should have warned the audience that some of the material might not be for children. Because there were.
1: Some. Everything wasn't appropriate. Yeah, yeah.
2: it was pretty inappropriate. We did the fanfic theater. Mm -hmm. You did, and I introduced you as being Glenn from Walking Dead and that kid from Up.
1: Yeah, two different times. <laughs>
2: you didn't go for short round?
1: I- oh, yeah.
2: Oh, I should have said short round. You could have done, those are three cosplays that you could do where basically an Asian guy in a baseball
1: cap. The problem is, I didn't even change my clothes. There was no attempt to, like.
2: Yeah, like, right? but I think that's the joke. The funny thing is, you don't even give a shit. It's yeah. like you're just Glenn from Walking Dead, and it's Yoshi. Uh, no one knows what short
0: round up. looks like these and days. You could easily have <laughs> been. Yeah, that's around. true. You
2: could have actually said you were him, whoever that actor is.
1: So, yeah, you know, I asked you like, can I say anything?" And you say, "Fine, but we forgot to tell the audience that the explicit nature of my material
2: I should have it was my fault it was my fault for not saying something to the audience about that the material is definitely not for children and i'm going to I'll definitely when I talk to the Dragon con people which I, who I really have to thank for allowing us to put on that show it's I, an amazing show it was it was great the The first night we had like three hundred people, and the next night we had about two hundred. Um, and on a Sunday at 8 o'clock, so it was, it was, it was, a, it was a real success. We're, I'm definitely going to be doing that show at other conventions. In fact, we're actually doing it again at Stanley's Kamikaze in the first weekend of November. We're going to be doing the Kings of Cosplay Comedy again, so I'll have to get you involved in that.
1: Mm-hmm. And my friend Allison in, 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 enjoyed the whole thing. Actually, she, she kind of surprised me. Your
2: friend Allison uh, was fun.
1: You know, she <laughs> why are you why are you hesitating? No, no, when she went up on stage, I was a little worried for her because Oh right, she... well, we did be- we did be- because she's a singer, theater. but um, almost like a musical, she said her lines really well. She, she was just... so perfect.
2: We did this thing called fanfic theater and in it we
1: did a piece of fan fiction from the internet. And
2: in it um, Yoshi played Glenn from Walking Dead I think I was the narrator And Allison played Lori, Of course from Walking Dead Who's now deceased on the show And she had this, the best line that got the biggest laugh The eye. She said, I'm a whore And the
1: way was, she said it, it was perfect
2: It was, it just, it killed In fact, oh, we have the show recorded we should probably... I wonder if you could play some of the audio from that show. Maybe in a future episode of Yoshi Didn't, you could do a little intro. Sure. To-
0: what was the fanfic about? Because I've done your fanfic theater before where was, I was Captain was, Jean-Way. Yes, we did
2: We did <laughs> that one. We actually did that one with a bunch of girls. We did a lot of the fanfic that I've done for Pod Crash, but we did it for a Dragon Con audience. And it went over huge. It definitely, to me, was proof that that idea is, is valid. I really have to thank uh, Giselle B, Jizzy B from Defective Geeks, because she's the one that finds that stuff and she it's she, she's obsessed with it and I keep telling her I said we have to do a regular comedy show that where we just do fanfic so we've been doing because we've been doing it now for like almost over a year she's so. got a really hard job because <laughs> you, just
0: you just can't it sounds like it's fun and it sounds like oh I'm just gonna peruse but those sar- no. sites get so dark
2: yeah no, <laughs> it's, it's so scary <laughs> So quickly And also it's like The whole thing of like She has to find Like something that's short So it's got to be Under three pages Mm -hmm. A self-contained story It's got to have A number of parts It's got You know what I mean Like it's So it's not like It's like this It's easy stuff For her to find She's trying to find Something that will work In a public forum You know Like not like A lot of fanfic Can just be Just really long-winded So anyway So Dragon Con Was a huge success And everybody got drunk But the person Who got the most drunk was
1: Alison. And she was fun. <laughs> but I get. Guess... She
2: could have been more fun.
1: Yes. She could have been more fun. But uh, I don't really want to talk. <laughs> that, that, that part, I really don't. Poor Things
2: Allison. Got crazy. She's not here to defend herself.
1: But she was so excited, and yeah, we don't.
2: That's why I don't think it's fair to discuss. Yeah.
1: So, so, so she was so good. You know, if she's back, uh, and she's coming back, I don't know how long she's staying. But she's if she's here in November, I would love to see her do that again. The the Stanley thing you were at talking the Stanley's kamikaze.
2: Yeah. She can definitely do it. She's, Count her in.
1: So, um, but I, but Chris, I. I was really impressed with two, two things with uh, Atlanta, well, three things, Atlanta, Georgia. It, it was, well, my, my head almost exploded because um, not only, you know, the convention was going on, but also I'm a fanatical football fan, so it was Alabama versus Virginia Tech, and it was just too many good things were happening at the same time, and the people can be nicer. But two, you walking around at the convention floor, it was like Archbishop, visiting uh, oh. one of those Latin country because all these guys <laughs> and girls who come up to you and I Mostly they, guys they, let's be honest but yeah but they were they were really excited to see you and I knew you're you're pretty connected but it seems like you're more I mean I know in the geek community I, I yeah like I, I think in the you com- had a powerful reaction to you
2: well I, in the comedy community I feel like I'm still Building, I'm building a name for sure. Trying, trying to build a name. I don't have one, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Even though I do have a comedy album out, sure. Called "Celebrities Poop," which you can get at celebritiespoop.com, or "Celebrities Poop" is available on iTunes and and, and Amazon and all that. But so I'm really not really known in the
1: highly com- recommend Your daughter's
2: uh, amazing artist. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, my daughter did the artwork for the album and the book. Uh, you can buy the book and album or just the album um, at celebritiespoop.com, which I highly recommend. Um, but uh, but in the nerd community, I'm I feel like I'm very well known. It's like it's the it's the one time when I really feel like wow, I know what it's like a little bit to be a rock star. Like I can walk around and everyone knows sure. me, and, and it's fun, and, and it's just, I I love people. They're like they're my they're people I like because I am one. So I am a nerd. So being around them is super fun. So yeah, I appreciate. That was fun, like hanging out. Not. I, I feel like you're crossing over more and more, doing these geek shows with me.
1: You know. I I, I do like it, but I guess people know who you are. I got sidetracked by porn for like 14 years. <laughs> right. But but to me, they're both same business because it's one. You replace one fantasy with another, and uh, well, it's
0: definitely the same audience.
1: <laughs> yes. At least the guys.
2: Oh, and also yeah. we should announce that we're doing LA Podcast Festival. If you go to, it's, um, yeah, I mean, I'll have to look it up, but I believe it's LA Pod Fest. Um, so, LA Podcast Festival is in November. It's, no, excuse me, no, that's coming up. It's actually in October.
1: October the, 4, 5, and 6? Yeah, October
2: 4th, five, 5, and 6. You can go to lapodfest.com. We will be recording episodes, more than one episode of Yoshi Didn't recording once on Friday and then also on Saturday. And we're going to be getting a lot of different mm-hmm. guests. I'll be doing some shows. I'm doing Keith and the Girl, I think, on Friday, mm-hmm. their show. And then there's stand-up shows. Basically, if you go to the L.A. Podcast Festival October 4th through 6th, um, which is at, it's at, some, it's at a hotel in Santa Monica, the Sheraton Delfina Santa Monica Hotel. They're doing a lot of live podcast shows. Aaron, you should go. A lot of networking opportunities.
0: Will. Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. I probably will go. And I'm also, you know, I'm also a big fan of the geek community. Now, I have a question for you about the geek it. community. Let's hear about it. Um, let's hear Do you feel that there is a lot of backlash now? There are people who are saying, oh, I'm a geek because I, you know, watch The Avengers or I watch The Walking Dead and that makes me a geek to people who are like, no, 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 no. I got beat up in high school.
2: Yeah, no, I I feel a little bit of that. Like, I would say that there are – there's definitely – now that sort of geek is mainstream, there's the people that I think that could be described as, like, they're not real geeks. Um, I mean, uh, you know, I I feel like the audience can always tell. You know, I've been going to Comic-Con in San Diego since 89, and before that I used to go to – the Detroit Auto Show, where they'd have a room in the back. Where, and I remember being like you know, eight, nine years old. They'd have a room in the back where they'd have boxes of comic books and another room where they would screen 16-millimeter prints. Wait, during the Auto episodes, Show? Episodes of Star Trek. No, there'd be a room uh. within the Auto Show. That's sort of how comic convention started. Then the comic convention thing became like, it's like, oh, like it was sort of a tag-on to the sure. Auto Show. Like, we'll just get the nerds to come down, too. But yeah, I think there's are people who have been longtime nerds and there's definitely sort of a phony. I think just the thing is, is, more people like nerdy things. If you look at the top grossing films of all time, in the top 100, 80 of those movies in the top 100 are all movies that would fit genre, whether they be sci fi, fantasy, horror.
1: For sure. Science yeah. I mean,
2: like, they're all in the realm of being genre pictures, not, you know. Look, as much as like when you go to the Oscars, the movie that wins the Oscar for Best Picture is that year's white people's movie drama. That's pretty much what always wins. Although I think that this year the butler has a chance. Um, But, uh, you know, the movies that make the highest grossing are genre pictures. So I think now that that's crossed over into television, into, you know, just everything in, in Yeah, I don't, you know what, I'm like, it doesn't bother me that much, it's just like now it's sort of like it used to be a cool thing, it's sort of like that band that you like that suddenly becomes popular, but then I I just feel like I'm just some fucking grumpy, I don't like to bitch about it so much because it's like, eh, I just sound like a... Well, I feel like I'm constantly having to defend my geek cred. Oh, you (laughs) have real geek cred. You were on the episode of Podcrash that was our Women of Star Trek.
0: right. And you, when you called me, you're like, do you know anything about Star Trek? And I'm like, yeah, I know a little bit. We're like, have you seen the shows? I'm like, I think I've seen all the shows. <laughs> i they're like, well, which ones? I'm like, I think I've seen every episode of every version of Star Trek that's ever
2: come out. Then you're actually ahead of me because I stopped watching Deep Space Nine. I stopped watching Voyager. I
0: know. I, I even watched Enterprise. I suffered uh, through
1: that. I think I watched the first episode of Enterprise and I checked out. What, what attracted you when traditionally it's not encouraged among women? I'm, I'm come, uh, curious.
0: You know what? When I was a little kid, my dad didn't allow Disney movies in the house at all. He what? thought that they were a terrible influence on little
1: girls because all it did was teach well, is girls... Is it because Walt Disney was a Nazi sympathizer?
0: Yes, that too. Well, that's why. But that didn't stop us from going to Disneyland. Yeah. I mean, part of it, though, was the fact that at the time, in the 80s, as before all the new Disney movies came sure. out, every single like princess needed to be rescued. Right. And my dad was raising two girls... So he was fairly young himself. So he went from being a teenager to being married to raising Two girls. girls. Mm-hmm. So he didn't really have a lot of time between, you know, finding himself and finding what's appropriate for kids. Right. So he thought that since Disney movies weren't allowed, the best movies to watch were B horror films. And so my sister and I were raised on The House of Drip Blood, on uh, anything with Vincent Price in it, uh, the original Little Shop of Horrors, anything that was, because he felt that that was so fake and so phony that it made great kids' movies. Hmm. And so based on that, and then my mom thought that sci-fi was great for kids to watch because you had a lot of women in powerful positions you know or wasn't getting coffee she was you know she was running stuff she was she she was a main part of the cast
1: so your parents are very progressive and uh, future thinking I don't know what
0: I just think they didn't know what they were doing mm-hmm. I think they had an idea of what they were against and then just try to counter program us with what they thought you're, was appropriate.
2: You're the best kind of odd egg. It's just like, you know, you're, you're nerdy, you have, you're you punk rock, you've got like, you know, crazy fun views about all types of things. Like, I, yeah, I've always, always, Aaron and I always would find ourselves like hanging out, like whether it be at like Comic-Con or some sort of press event that we were both sort of suffering through. How did you guys meet?
0: I called him when he sold Film Thrust. And uh, via Facebook, and I was like, "Hey, Chris, I'm like friend number 1,382. I got to. Uh, I, I heard that you're doing this, and I would like to write about it for
2: the magazine I was working for at the time. Mm-hmm. That is exactly how we met. I was at Sundance. This is like over three years ago. Yeah, yeah. And then that's that's how we met. I remember like, yeah, I remember uh, you had some really hot pictures on there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Not that, not that that's changed. Yay.
1: (laughs) We don't have to cover which magazine you work, but you cover show business. Yes. Okay. And um, primary science fiction, comic book, and things like that. I found
0: a new term for that. So I'm a pop culturist.
1: Ah. Ah, pop culturist.
0: Yes. I like that. So now I write for a bunch of different magazines. And just kind of like, this is what's going on with Doctor Who, and this is what's going on with Walking Dead, and here's an entire history of the zombie genre. And I write about that and how it influences society. And you've
1: and, and been doing like 10, 12 years? 15. 15. Any surprising changes? Like, if you could talk to yourself 15 years ago, what what would be some of the things that surprised you? How popular is it?
0: Absolutely. The mainstream nature of it is beyond anything that I could have ever expected. Sure. I mean, I was watching zombie movies you know, apparently since I was four or five years old, the fact that it's on prime time now and with that much gore is so fantastic. And I would have never <clears> have predicted that.
1: I I am stunned because, you know, I moved from Japan to here. And when, as a kid, I would watch that stuff, but we have to import it. They have to tape it in a VHS tape and send it to me and whatnot because it wasn't, I mean, I'm 44, so it wasn't really available. But I, I am ver- surprised how popular it is. In fact, in Atlanta, when I was hanging out with Chris, I couldn't believe how many white guys were speaking Japanese because they were so into the pop culture stuff that they went out of their way to learn Japanese. I was just stunned and how savvy people in Atlanta. I just figured the San Diego Comic-Con fans are more sophisticated, but Atlanta, man, they... Well, first well of it's, all, very first of all, it's very fragmented.
2: It's very fragmented. I mean, you could speak to that. Like, Comic-Con is very fragmented when it comes to, you know, there's... Star Trek fans, then there's Star Wars fans Then there's people that's there for cosplay Then there's people in dressed in anime Costumes that like I have No fucking clue what they are Then there are people that are into comic Books still, then there's the people there that Are just, don't care about anything They just want something for free, then there's the people That are walking around that have never been there before Going like, I kind of like this stuff This is crazy, I didn't realize this whole mm-hmm. Kind of universe existed So
0: for me It's more of, is this person kind of freaky and scary, or is this person cool? And that's how I kind of see it. Like, you're talking about people that talk Japanese, that that there's a large number of people who are fluent in it that go to Comic-Con. I feel like that same number also has a large number of, like, real girl dolls that uh, they (laughs) refer to as their (laughs) waifus.
1: No, I I, I think you're right. I was going to (laughs) say I thought they were using that as a way to kind of Connect with Asian girls, and um, I, I always find it curious. like, when wait a sec, are we
2: talking about Asian girls now?
1: Yes. Oh, now you're going to pay attention. <laughs> that,
2: I'm sorry, I had, to, that. I, had to, I had to. I had to respond to an email. I apologize. No, 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 while no. I'm no. on the show, but you couldn't hear it, so I was trying to be well, it, it,
1: Like growing up, I always saw movies like like uh, Rising Sun, where these Japanese criminal figures have obsession with blonde white women and things like that, and it's that stereotype persists. All right, let's
2: trade. We'll send you all of our blonde white women. And you can send us, well, they're already here. There's a lot of Asian people, especially in L.A.
1: You see that kind of stereotype, and I just wonder sometimes, people who write those scripts think to be white guys, white Jewish guys. <laughs> but in, in reality, they're the one actually actively chase after Asian girls. And I don't really care, you know. I, right. Not, but I do have many of my uh, Asian friends get really upset.
2: Well, when was the last time you had an Asian girlfriend, you? Or even, like, dated an Asian girl? When was the last time? How many years ago?
1: The one that seriously I thought I was going to get married and everything? That was 94, 95, but she went back to Japan, and goddamn Wow, so that's like almost 10 years ago. No, no, eight to 17, 18 years ago. Oh,
2: yeah, 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 exactly. Wow.
1: See, <laughs> see, 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 you're not see, Asian, obviously.
0: <laughs> you're better at math. we old enough, or we still think the 90s is like
2: 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, in the 90s, you know, 10 years ago. Oh, wait, yeah, that would have been... Oh, my God.
1: And uh, the whole time, I was hoping that Tsunami will get her, but... You know, <laughs> But but I do, I do I do find that interesting. What you know you you don't mind saying your religious background? No, not at
0: all. Because okay, so
1: you're Jewish. Is that is that a stereotype, or do you actually see disproportionate number of Jewish men marrying? more Jewish men marry Asian girls than Jewish women marrying Asian guys. Is that a safe to say that? No, because I have oh, really? a lot
0: of Jewish female friends that did, in fact, marry
1: Asian guys. So, do, do you, what's your theory on it? I have I have some idea, but
0: I think is a lot has to do with the same background that's distilled in them from like their mothers, like. Mm. Emphasis on education Emphasis on doing well mm-hmm. And you have to be very social And so all those aspects just come together sure. But I think that there's something in Jewish men And Jewish women that stops them from coming together Unless they're religious Right. That's possibly just They aren't attracted to each other sometimes Not saying that's always the case But in these specific cases
1: But when Jewish people marry Outside of their group What's the first choice usually Isn't it usually white people non-jew non-jewish white people right no
0: it just depends on the girl and how she was raised or the guy and how she was raised mm-hmm. now i personally have not am not dating anybody jewish and i haven't in a very very long time why, why is that um for one part of me is because sometimes i'm really stupid and i fall for the british accent which a lot of girls do mm-hmm. <laughs> so i've dated a large amount of british boys and the other part of me is that being raised in L.A., I'm also naturally, like, I I kind of go towards more Hispanic men. Okay. Because I went to a public high school. And sure. And a large amount of my friends growing up were Hispanic men, and I'm just really comfortable with that. And plus, it's the Catholicism and the Judaism that also seems to mesh well.
1: Why Why is that? Because I work... <laughs> I worked in that old business, and I noticed in early on in the porn business, most of the male performers were Jewish men. Most of the female performers were Catholic. So I I I, I find that
0: well, the Catholic girls I think fall hard harder. Jewish- than, no, I think they just fall hard when they go bad. They tend to go really bad. Like that stereotype
2: is very true. Like you're talking about, like. You like
0: know, in the porn like biz,
2: promiscu- yeah, promiscuous.
0: I think a industry. lot of girls in the porn biz are either have Baptist backgrounds or Catholic backgrounds, yeah, or they're true. very, very, mm. very religious, and then they yeah. just tend to fall really, really hard to get away from that, and that's why they kind of end up entering the porn industry. Mm. As for the men, I can't really speak to that, but,
1: but there are so many great performers who are Jewish men, like oh, I Germany, think that's and- because
0: Jewish men have large penises, and we can perform; they can perform well under pressure. Jewish men? Oh yes, hmm. that's what I've heard, especially in the gay community.
1: Well, like, oh, if they could survive Holocaust, I'm sure they could do a couple of. Um, <laughs> I don't even. Know <laughs> oh what I'm
0: my about. god! <laughs> the what two are, are, are so <laughs> similar.
2: Oh my god!
1: <laughs> well, it's kind of like a snuff film, but anyway. Um, well, that's the. <laughs> <laughs> you Oscar. can't really
0: follow I'm, that up. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just asked, I just asked Twitter if they have any questions for you Oh, while we're doing the show. So that's what I was doing just a time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to see if anyone has any questions. You should check your
0: Because for a second there I thought you were checking OK my, my Q- friend Joey was.
1: Too. No, I was not checking OKCupid. OK my my Q- friend Joey was telling me that, um, uh, what, what do you call them, Hasidic? Hasidic.
0: Hasidic. Get, uh, get the flavor in there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Many of my dominatrix friends, SNM bonders, they always tell me they deal with those clients. Who Who is a client? Like... They have Hasidic Jews showing up. It's and getting, the mother... Really? It's yeah. the mother
0: thing. It's... Those mothers mm. are so hardcore and I... I I've i seen it. I've experienced it. It's... They
1: love it when you... You know, they like getting beat up by girls. Isn't you know.
2: that... Isn't that like a bossy milf porn?
1: We were just talking no, about but another day They show. want like... They want to be said things like you're a cheap Jew, a Jew this and that, and getting beat up and they love it and like I... You know, it's the same story in San Francisco, LA, New York City, it's always Hasidic. Really? The, the more religious they are, they will sneak in and they get those services and I I find it really, really. So what would a session sound like?
2: Let's say for example, Aaron was the dominatrix. Yay. I don't know. And then it, it would you be like, it. it'd be like, okay, so you say something like. Tell me what you want. Uh, I'm uh, I'm just I'm just here to uh, speak to you, uh, you know. I just uh... shut your whining. What? Oh, no! Tell me what you want. Tell it to the boot. Da, 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 hello boot. I would like to ah! like that? Is that?
0: Well, I don't know. That sounded more like my grandfather. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <He's>, uh, <laughs> kind well, of I, was like disturbing. I, All right, let's. I think Yo- I think Yoshi. No, 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 no,
1: no, no. Come on, we'll do a little improv. You, 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 you fine. We'll
0: but uh, I think that a lot of it has to come with the fact that they spent most of their childhood like under such intense pressure to sure. do well, to get A's, to be a doctor, to be a lawyer. So it's very, so Asian so
1: and Jewish culture
2: are
0: alike he, in that sense. Yes. It's
1: very compatible. I mean, it's so compatible. That's probably
0: mm. why you see a lot of that matchup in real life. Let's mm-hmm. we'll talk about some of the cliches. It,
1: like, especially Korean girls marry a lot of Jewish men. Really? I, oh, my God. That, it's unbelievable. The it's, it's so, number is so high. Huh. Um but uh, one last thing before we go to another topic, but mm-hmm. uh, some of the more popular porn Middle East are uh, porns where Palestinian women getting fucked by a Jewish guy and, and, and Jewish women getting fucked by Muslim Arab guys. Is this
2: like Al It's not a joke. It's
1: not a joke. It's no, it's so... a Middle
0: Eastern version of a small white girl having lots of
2: sex with black dudes. So it's kind of like Al Jazeera.
1: <laughs> yeah, we were thinking the same thing. And, and there was a documentary a year or two where they were talking to Jewish group and Palestinian group, and they were angry at each side. But the question was, have you ever had a relation? Like, ask a Jew, uh, Palestinian girl, have you ever had a fetish or fantasy or relation to a Jewish guy and vice versa? And they did get really soft, and they, they have – it's interesting. Like, this does happen, you know, and their attitudes are – and what was the prime minister's name um, – Golda, uh, Golda Meir. Oh. Yeah,
0: Golda Meir. Wait, could you say it correctly? Golda Meir.
2: Oh,
1: there's no.
0: No, no. I can throw that in. Throw there it for in. You. Throw it in. Golda Meir.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I read that she had an affair with a Palestinian man when she was a young gal, 17, 18, 19 year old, and like, I, that really surprised me, knowing later on how hard-ass she was for Israel, and she had, she had to, but. Uh, that was surprising when I first had to of
0: the founding mothers of it. So, sure. Yeah. But I think part of the reason why that's probably very popular has to do with the fact that it's so taboo. Yes. It's just like incest porn, or, yeah. or you know, like anything that is of that taboo nature, that is going to. There's definitely going to be a market for it.
1: Hmm. And, and you know, just like you, you were saying, the public, some of the publications you work, you were promoting science fiction and comic book, and didn't understand the appeal for it. When I worked for adult video store, um, we were pushing so hard to have movies with. Um, Black people in it. They said, "Who the hell is going to buy it?" But well, as soon as we got those movies on, it was always white lawyers, white uh, doctors, white pharmacists—just white professional people. Love anything with black guy fucking white girls or white guys fucking black women, and you know, it's just—it's a—it's a common thing over and over and over again. It's
2: kind of the same thing. Like I guess when I get French fries, and I'm like, I like mustard on my French fries, and sometimes I even like mayonnaise. I just like. I just think. I just think it's about what? different. I'm going to punch you across. I just think it's like about different combinations. Yes. It's like you've never
0: seen that before. Well, when porn first came out, what you had was a lot of scenarios of rich women bored at home, sure, and then like the gardener would come in, or the cable guy, sure. or the handyman, and that in itself was taboo at the time because it was going in class,
1: mm-hmm. someone
0: that was wealthy into someone that sure. was poor. So now it's just. You know, it's revved up a little bit. So now, it's, but that taboo nature is still there, and it makes it exciting for a lot of dudes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Chris is checking his OK Cupid account. I'm
2: not. I'm checking Twitter to see if anyone has any questions for the show. Oh, don't you don't. need to retweet that tweet I just sent out, and then then, then people will respond. You're you uh, Anyways,
1: whatever. How much? How, how, how much? Could you? Would you mind that that the. We were like 20 minutes ago. You were talking half an hour ago. You were talking about the issue within synagogues. You don't mind talking about that? Um,
0: as long as we don't mention my family. Thing, no, no, no. Then we I'm won't. Totally cool with that.
1: Okay. So remember, you were talking about. Uh, you don't mind talking about my friends? No, well, no. Okay. So we were talking about my good friend Luke Ford, um, who used to be a big. Uh, he was like a mad drudge about dope business, mm-hmm. and but beca- but he was also religious, so he left the business, and. Um, become more i think he's
0: he became uh Baltuva, which is he be- he found god uh and became hasidic jewish okay
1: and 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 the reason why you you um you told me you like Luke, is because there was some controversial issue at the church. You don't have to mention names, and you don't have to tell me which synagogue. But oh,
0: absolutely. Um, basically, I first came across Luke in his blog, because he had this blog that was like speaking out against this very specific congregation, mm-hmm. and it ha- just happened to be the congregation that my family attended, sure. and that was in my neighborhood, and right. I agreed with him on the aspects of it, and the fact that... What he was attacking, though, had to deal more with the politics of it. And the issue I have with it has to deal with uh, the way that they treat women. Sure. And specifically women that are looking to uh, get a divorce. And I didn't appreciate the way that those women were being treated.
1: Okay.
0: And so I reached out to
1: Luke. And this is a news to me because I didn't even know Jewish women have to deal with this. So um, can you explain? like? Sure.
0: Basically what it is is that if... And this is only specifically has to do with um, like Hasidic women or women that are modern orthodox.
1: And can you explain to people most of us are not Jewish probably. Okay, Uh, fair
0: enough. So it's like the
1: women. Well, what does that mean when you say Hasidic?
0: It means uh, they practice the faith in the old way in the fact that they have the long skirts. Mm -hmm. They uh, keep their hair short and they usually wear like a wig. Uh, they do the no, no uh, electricity on the Sabbath. They go for all the high holidays. They go to a mikvah, which is um, every time a woman has her monthly, sure. she goes to the ritual bath. And it's, you know, and usually when they live together, they live within pockets of society. I so see. they live within neighborhoods. And so- is, is it
1: like... When we see like Amish, yes. Th- so they're that strict.
0: Yes, to a degree. Uh, a lot of in my family, a lot like when the fam, like members will have like two different refrigerators—one for meat products and one for milk products. Oh, is um, that right? Yeah. Um, all of my family has two sets. Like we have five sets of dishes because you have your milk dishes, your meat dishes, then you have your fancy milk dishes, your fancy meat dishes, and then you have your dishes for for Passover. So that's us again. Milk, so you have like six sets of dishes. I see. So, but, yeah, you know, and it it goes into that sense. And then you, for women, what your day-to-day is like is that, you know, you go to a yeshiva and then you go to, like, a that's, religious school. That's like school.
1: a, that's a religious school, okay. Yes,
0: it's a religious school. It's, um, you know, much like Catholic school. Sure. And um, then you go to, uh, like, a religious college, perhaps, like Stern or something like that. And then you get married right away. And... A lot of
1: the issues... So they don't encourage women like having a professional career or anything like that? A
0: lot of times, a woman will get a business degree and use it to help her husband. Right. Or she'll start her own business. I mean, I've known some really savvy businesswomen that are also Hasidic. Um, but they tend to stay within the community or service the community in that way, using their education to do so.
1: Do they, uh, uh, do they serve in military women? You know, well,
0: Israeli, yes, absolutely, if you're Israeli, because that's mandatory. But they go for a lesser period of time. So right after high school, you go for two years While
1: well, I then go for three years See I mean, This is really confusing For someone who's not a Jewish Like when they say Like orthodox Jews And like uh, Conservative I, mean, I don't know why That's a big difference Between orthodox and conservative It sounds the same thing But that's different right?
0: Oh it's confusing to me so too So how many di- When I see like All the different Like, like Christianities When I see like You know because like Methodists s- and Baptists
1: Right So well, how many variations? I mean, like, I know there's secular Jewish people, there's Orthodox, there's conservative, and, and, and it,
0: yeah, it's just varying degrees, and it kind of goes like this. It kind of goes like you who's got, the
1: most extreme? What's that
0: the, would be Hasidic
1: is the most extreme. So they're the closest to God in their yeah, eyes. They're
0: probably going to heaven. I'm going straight to hell. <laughs> so yeah, they're they're the ones that are, and that's a lot of my friends and my family that I was raised with are in that, that sense as well in that fact that you don't use electricity and you go to the temple or shul sure and you you study and you help your husband and you know it's it's fine it's good it's i have no disrespect towards that lifestyle
1: but my, you know you, you know when amish people like some of them decide to leave that and then the yes. whole family cut you off oh yeah do they do that if you're hasidic jew if you leave and you become like reform or liberal church do they cut you off?
0: it depends on your family and I it see. depends on um what you've done i was uh, i personally was ostracized for a little bit when i married someone that was only half jewish is that right yeah so i i received a lot of that kind of guilt and uh, but i've had friends that were cut off completely and then they say uh they say, sit shiva for you which means that you are now dead in their eyes for women who married non-jewish men
1: the fact that you love this person, that doesn't factor in. They don't care.
0: Love is conditional, man.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. But wow. Again, that does, no depends. wonder they get along with Asian people because Asian people have a similar attitude of that sort of things, you know? Right. Um,
0: and it's, you know, but again, it just depends on the family. I don't want to sit there and make it a stereotype and say that all
1: sure. people do this.
0: But it just depends. So getting back to the subject at hand, mm-hmm. the more... The, the issue that I had with this particular congregation sure. and with a lot of temples is that when a woman wants to get divorced, and again, this is someone that is religious and practicing and wishes to continue going to the same congregation and be within the community, she has to have the divorce granted for her,
1: Right,
0: which means that it doesn't really matter if they don't have a lot in common or if, the, if uh, her husband had an affair or if he has a gambling problem or even if he beats her. <laughs> She needs to go to the congregation and she needs to go to her husband and ask for a divorce. And if it's not granted, it's not granted, which means that the ketubah, which is the marriage contract Mm -hmm. that she signed, is still valid and she can never get remarried. And uh, what I'm seeing... In the
1: eyes of synagogue, right?
0: Almost every single... Yes, but not just one synagogue. Like, it'll go within all of the. You can go to New York and go try and get a divorce there. Even at you the won't. Reform Synagogue, too? You can go to the Reform Synagogue. That's not an issue. I know when I got my divorce, I went to a Reform Synagogue because it was important to my mom that I got that divorce. Mm-hmm. But these are people that are religious. They won't go to a Reform Synagogue. I see. So. What they're having... But, but, but that I, that's
1: couldn't be easy for you because you grew up being a Hasidic uh, It was religion. super easy for me. Oh, for you it was? Oh,
0: yeah. I had no issue because I had issue with religion when I was 10. Okay. So I had no problems like going... I literally didn't even care about the divorce. I just did it because my mom kept bitching about it. Right. So I was just like, fine, I'll go to but Jones. I like, I'll to, get a divorce. But
1: to, to an a, a extremely religious Jewish lady... It must be really—it's not a casual decision.
0: No, not at all. And it would take a lot to get her to go there because she spent her entire life being raised with the idea that she's going to get married. Sure. To have the idea that you're—that this one life goal you had mm-hmm. is crumbling—that's not going to be easy at all. So it would take really an extreme situation to make a Hasidic woman search, go looking for a divorce. I see. In the case that I know of, a, a friend of mine. Um, she was severely beaten by her husband when she was pregnant. Yeah. And it was a horrible situation. So she went to this particular congregation, the one that Luke Ford didn't doesn't care for, and asked repeatedly to help her to get out of this situation and was denied every single time.
1: This is a hypothetical question. What would, what, why would she just have to have a gun and end up shooting him because abuse was too much and she was, you know...
0: It just we- wasn't in her nature. I think, like, to
1: own... Oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not necessarily saying her, but how does the synagogue will see that? Because if the abuse was real and they didn't help her and she, she ended up shooting... Well,
0: In my eyes, I think it would be on the congregation's fault because they've pushed this woman to extremes. Right. Um... I just don't see any woman doing that. Yeah. yeah. Much less owning a gun, buying a gun, sure. doing anything along those lines. I okay. just wouldn't, I just don't see it with nature. It's not like a, you know, it's that, I don't even see that even entering their head as okay. an option much less defending themselves sometimes. Like even doing this, putting their hands up to protect themselves sure. would be considered an act of defiance. I,
1: I guess I, I, I was born in Japan, but my family's ethnic Korean, so I, I didn't really grow up with the custom. And this, there's certain ceremonies that every culture you go through, Sure. I wasn't part of that growing up in Japan. And I didn't really live through the Korean rituals, so... I don't know any of that. I just grew up aimlessly through my life, not having that. And um, when I went to New York City first time, was maybe seven to ten days after nine eleven. And when I finally saw, like, when people said Jewish, I, I, I didn't know how I didn't know how you identify one, you know. Growing up in Washington thing I didn't. I'm sure I probably met Jewish people, but it, it wasn't pronounced. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't that obvious to me. But when I went to New York City it was interesting that they kept their culture so strong I mean I do have a respect for that because I didn't grow up with that sort of tradition but it's amazing when I saw that in New York City then finally moved me to LA Fairfax area if you've ever been to LA you do see that and my friend Joey and hanging out with Luke I mean they're very sincere they agonize through it and, and that's one thing I will say about Jewish people that um, rabbis almost literally mean teacher is that what it means or, correct so which is great because maybe they don't spend time trying to um, tell you what to think. They might help you how to think better, perhaps. it just seemed, They seem more reasonable to me compared to, say, I don't know, Catholic priest or...
0: Uh, it depends, and yes and no. If they're,
1: if they're into debating, I think... Uh, as a be, woman, mm-hmm. a
0: rabbi really wouldn't waste their time
1: on me. Is that right? Is it that conservative?
0: Uh, to a degree, yes. Um, I mean... It would be really difficult. It's usually the rabbi's wife that takes that duty oh. or the women in the congregation. But even if you go in these congregations, the men's side and the women's side is completely separate. And the women will never pass over to the men's side unless it's an absolute emergency or it's young children.
1: Wait, 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 wait. You mean to me in synagogue, men and women are separated? Yes, absolutely. Oh, I didn't know that.
0: In the, the religious ones, absolutely. You have the men are usually closest to the Torah, <laughs> to the main you know and the head rabbi mm-hmm. and the women are either in the back or they're to the side where there's no air conditioning and lots of cheap perfume. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yes. And let me tell you it is a real test of your faith to walk to temple in hot summer in a wool suit to sit <laughs> for 2 hours with no air conditioning.
1: I had no idea. I mean, I guess it just proves I've never, I guess I've never been to one. I have so many Jewish friends, but, um, they, I didn't,
0: It's not all of them. If you go to some place like Temple Hollywood, it's mm-hmm. completely fine and you can
1: sit with your family. Wait, wait, Temple Hollywood, AKA CAA?
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> Is it William Morris? It used to
0: be called Endeavor, but now yeah. it's called Temple Hollywood.
1: <laughs> I have no, I had, I have no idea. Um, so I guess there's no scenario either where rabbi's wife want, wants a divorce, and I guess that would never happen in the Hasidic synagogue.
0: <sighs> if a rabbi wants a divorce, usually, and I No, no,
1: his wife wanted... If it, his it,
0: wife wanted a divorce, usually he would only grant one if there was no children. That would be, that's the number one reason why Hasidic people get divorced is because the it's a man wants to divorce his wife because she cannot bear him children.
1: But but can she initiate the divorce?
0: It would take a lot. I mean, literally, it would take a lot because you're, she's ruining her standing in the community. Uh, she, If she's a rabbi's wife, she's in a position of great power. Because, again, she's the, the go-to gal for, like, all of the women in the congregation. So...
1: So is she, like, first lady of the community? Yes.
0: Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. You that mean, or whoever runs the bakery next door. Well, let me the ask, okay,
1: okay, so you, let's say Southern Baptist Church, the preacher's wife. Yes. Does she have a... Wow.
0: It's, a, it's that kind of standing because, again, it's a close-knit community, and the, the highest a woman can go in it, if she's not working, if she's not a businesswoman, if mm-hmm. she's just a Hasidic housewife, is, like, you know, married, being part of that religious being a religious leader within her own right is being rabbi's wife
1: and yes. what and what, what's some of her i don't know why this became all religious talk but what's some of her responsibility as a wife i mean this...
0: a lot of them will help with um running the mikveh, which again is the ritual bath but it's not just used for ritual bath
1: when we need a ritual bath is it only for men or... no it's just
0: women it's after a woman has her monthly she's needs to be clean so mm-hmm. that she can be touched by her husband again. So she has to literally go into, a, like, a large pool of water or a bath or and get done kind of like a baptism in a way. Wait, wait, it but this is,
1: is, is it, does this happen at home, or do you have to go to different facilities? Yeah, you have to
0: go to a different facility. You have to go to where there's a mikvah, so that's usually a temple. Wait, well, you take a bath at the temple? Yeah, and, like, there's a couple other women there that watch you.
1: I'm so mystified. Like, I, I, I have no, I didn't, I've never heard any of these.
0: Yeah, it's like a pool. Don't think of it, like, as a tub. Think of it as, like a, like, a, like, a pool or, like, a baptism in a way. And you go and you get clean. But you don't only use that water for cleaning yourself. There's other sections of it with clean water that, you know, naked women haven't been in that you use to clean your, like, dishes as well to make them kosher. So, because you need to have kosher dishes, so mm-hmm. one of the ways to make them kosher is that you dip them in the, the water.
1: Wait, so what do you... What, this, is, this is so first... So, do you take a shower? Then once you take a shower, you go and dip yourself in the pool?
0: Yeah, the pool's just... It's more symbolic than just to get yourself clean. Okay. You know, kind of like... Um, okay, like in Japan, when you have the baths there, you don't clean yourself in the bath. You take a shower first, and then you go. That's precisely the,
1: exactly the reason why I asked yeah, you. Yeah, you get yeah. into
0: the bath to relax and to yourself. Well, this is a little less. This is just more like a cleaning. So, it's literally like just you're you're cleansing yourself from the month the last five days right and then that way you can again resume touching your husband
1: i see and 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 is this done automatically or does the husband ask did you do the bath it's done
0: automatically and it's taught to be very very important and um some women don't do it every month. Some women just do it on the high holidays. It, you know, just depending on mm, because on how some you Christians,
1: some Christians only go to church uh, on uh, Christmas and Easter, right? That's like a, a kind right, of right, right. Yeah. It's like
0: you see more Jewish people in the temples on the high holidays than you do any other time of the year. It's the same thing.
1: So, well, wife and his wife, besides taking about one that special bath every month,
0: well, no, all women
1: take. Okay, that. all women, but uh,
0: but she runs the bath, maybe. I or see. She's there to help to help the women and because sometimes the women are young it's like women that just got their periods or women that are just married usually not just got their periods but just got married sure and they're fairly young they could be 18 or 19 and they've never been naked before in front of another person and so she's there to kind of be like more of a motherly figure i
1: see
0: no this is something you have to do but it's okay and you know
1: there you go and i know
0: it's a little odd right if you haven't heard of it before (laughs)
1: It's, it's well. It's, I wouldn't say odd. Oh, it's just I I didn't know anything about it. How much time do you I'm have? I'm great.
0: I know. Um, I got a little bit more time. Okay. I'm just bringing up pictures of a mikvah so you can see it.
1: <laughs> um, and what, what what else does the rabbi's wife? What what? Besides being, um, you know, diplomat or whatever you want to call it for the community, but she's
0: more like um the social engagement coordinator for the rabbi Mm -hmm. and for the family. And she's also there to set an example for the rest of the community, much like a preacher's wife. So there's a lot of crossover there, but you know, she's respected in her own right. She's welcomed into everybody's house and you know, it's, and she does the outreach with the community. She'll like, do uh, like things with like neighboring associations that are meant to help the Jewish community. Things like Kabbad and or women shelters or things like that but for the most part she is going to be like that model that that perfect wife that all the other wives look up to
1: and rabbi just like all of us still human they can be biased sometimes like you're an example like sometimes somebody's trying to get a divorce right and her husband happens to be friend of a rabbi, and she's not granted a divorce, right. So you're in an impasse. What do you do in that situation? What, what what recourse do you have at that point? do you
0: Well, here's what has been happening recently is and it's this really bizarre and scary trend in that people that are, Religious and getting Mm married—the way that they do it sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes—is that they'll go to a matchmaker. So they'll have like an 18-year-old, like a date
1: or something like that.
0: Yeah, but no, just really like this old woman—that's like like fiddler on the roof. Sure. Like you know, I've got a match for you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, um, and again, this isn't everybody, but this is in some cases, and especially if like the girl was in an all-girl school and she just doesn't have a lot of ways to meet. Right. Boys or her family doesn't. Um, They'll go to a matchmaker and the girl will meet the boy and they'll meet like a couple times and they'll decide it's a good match and then get married right away. Right. And then it'll turn out that it's a scam on the. The guy's part and he, is he, had, not,
1: no intention of having, he had no mm-hmm.
0: intention of seeing the marriage through and mm-hmm. he starts treating her badly or he knows her or he doesn't touch her. <laughs> and what ends up happening is that he extorts the family. He's like, well, if you want a divorce, if you want me to grant you a divorce, it'll cost you $35,000.
1: Because you have to get to, uh, you have to you get, have okay, to get his permission. from the rabbi and from the husband. Yes. But if, if, if the husband wanted to get a divorce, he, she, obviously he doesn't have to get permission from the... No.
0: Huh. He just has to be, He has to go to the congregation still, but he can easily just say, she didn't give me children. It's way easier. I see. Here, that's a that. That's like an older one, but there's other ones.
1: Oh, wow. It almost look like a Roman bath, almost.
0: Exactly. They're like pools. And you just, like, you know, you go in
1: there and you get clean. No, I'm sure there's many, uh, I mean, of course. Here's it, a nice one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you know, just like I think Asian people get it, this stereotype being smart, and I definitely think Jewish people are very, very smart groups of people, and I'm sure there's many progressive men and women don't like that. Sure. So, which group are trying to change it? Is, is, is this a something that's changeable, or
0: I don't know if anybody's trying to change it right now because it's such a new or thing.
1: Oh, did they just leave that synagogue to go to more liberal? Well,
0: the the girl that I was talking about in question is still married, and she's been, oh she never got out of it. She never got out of it, and she's still unable to get a divorce. She's been trying really hard, so she doesn't live with her husband right now, and because he's a monster. Mm-hmm. But um, she is still trying to desperately get a divorce. And she's been to several like Orthodox, like temples and congregations in search of that, but she's unable to find one in Los Angeles because they're all kind of close knit, mm-hmm. and so it's a real big problem. And as I mentioned to you earlier, I in my family there was at least I've had at least two cousins that were
1: extorted, basically
0: extorted. Because they married someone under false pretenses, where they thought that they were falling in love and right. they were finding a good man, and it turned out that this guy just wanted cash, and wasn't going to grant the divorce until they got
1: some money. Wow, that's um, that's terrible. Um, but, but so, how do you feel? Uh, you you don't you go to you, you you still attend synagogues or?
0: My feelings on it are a little off because i was you know my mom i was raised religious but my mom found religion more when i was already an adult so i I didn't really go on board with her that way Mm -hmm. um i have a great respect for it and i love judaism and i love the culture of it and i think the culture of it is fantastic but at the same time i'm not going to go to that temple I don't mind going to Reform Temples, but I'm not going to embrace it the way my mom did. When I was 18, I actually told her I'm done. Mm -hmm. And she cried, and my my dad gave me a pat on the back because he was never kind of into it either. Mm -hmm. So...
1: She cried because she was happy for you? No, was, she was
0: crying because she was devastated. Uh-huh. Because she wanted me to be like a really nice Jewish girl that went to temple with her. But I just don't have it. Yeah, I, I just don't. Well, I
1: don't I mean understand that. that because you could you, you could be a nice person even if, if you go to Reform synagogue. I don't. Uh,
0: yeah, I, that was my thing. I'm like, Mom, I'm not a drug dealer. I'm yeah. not like a bad person. I'm a really nice person. I just don't want to go to your temple because it kind of sucks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> was there any sort of, I mean, this sounds probably dumb to you, but was there any attempt to try to have a woman as a rabbi? Does that ever happen? Or? Oh,
0: yeah, there's lots of women
1: rabbis. Oh, there is? Oh, okay. yeah, there's
0: tons. And in the Reformed temples, that's not an issue. You know, it's um, it's just you're never going to see that in Orthodox. I see. Yeah, never, 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 never. But
1: I do mean, you think there's more people in, in uh, Reformed synagogue than, say, Orthodox? or?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, I mean, every year when I, my mom tells me how the numbers are shrinking in sure. our congregation every year because that older generation is dying out and the younger generation doesn't want to be as strict or they're, they're you know, part of it is the fact that, I don't know, I can't speak for New York, but I could definitely speak for LA, is that you're not as secluded as you are with New York, where New York has sections of Brooklyn or sections of the city that are just specifically Hasidic, where LA, you're... Kind of like, well, I'm in this Jewish section, but it's also a gay neighborhood, or it's also a hipster neighborhood.
1: So, if you, or, if you're a liberal minded Jewish person, where's the easier place to live? New York, L A., right? L A. Probably, yeah. Ah. But I mean,
0: there's no issue with New York. I mean, you can live in Manhattan, and you know everything is just easy and walking distance. It's just that if you're religious, it's easier to live in Manhattan.
1: I see. Oh, if you're religious, yeah. Have you have you been to Israel then? Uh, sure. Okay.
0: I didn't do that whole pilgrimage. You get a free trip to Israel if you're Jewish, and it's called, uh, oh, what is that called? It's, uh, but yeah, it's uh, the heritage tour. So you get, like, to go and visit Israel, they'll they'll pay for your trip, and you get to go on this learning, and you learn about being Jewish to this, you know, this one organization, you get your free trip. I didn't do that. I went with my mom, and we stayed in Hilton. It was awesome.
1: (laughs) And you went there one time?
0: Yeah, just the once, but I spent the summer there.
1: And um, because my friend Joey, we've been talking last three or four days, he's planning to go back December. I definitely want to go when he's there, but his, well, excuse me, I don't even know how to say, kibbutz? Yeah, kibbutz. Yeah. His cousin lived literally like more close to Lebanon borders, and, and, and um, he, he was telling me that... Um, across the border, they, they could literally see Hezbollah just walking around, you know. Right. Yeah. And um, he, he, he said he's going to go. I definitely want to go. I'm, I'm really interested.
0: If you go and you go on a kibbutz, you'll be fine.
1: Yeah, totally he even cold. said that they, they said Hezbollah is not going to waste their missiles. They'd rather hit a bigger city. Yeah, they're
0: not going to take out a farm. Mm-hmm. You know, like okay, so this kibbutz that makes goat cheese. I see that as a major threat. No, it's they're not even going to waste. They're a little bit out of the city, sure. they're out of the way, and it's fun. It's like let's go visit socialism. You know, it's a, it's it's a family run. You know, many families working together. It's you know. Socialism and it's very, very best.
1: <laughs> so, what, what did you, what did you go? You probably went to Jerusalem, Tel Aviv. Uh... Yeah,
0: I went there. We tried to do a road trip to Cairo, but we got turned away uh, because we were Jewish and because we we're, you know, loudmouth Americans, probably, and we weren't going to fight the guys on guns. But, but again, this was like well over twenty <clears throat> years ago, so I, I haven't been back since.
1: Um. Yeah, I, I, I've been to Turkey, United Arab Emirates, and... Um, you just got, like, a little... Afghanistan, yeah. but I, I, I really want... I was planning to go Yemen for my friends' charity stuff next year, but... Uh, it's like go,
0: extreme tourism. is <laughs> like, don't you just go to the Bahamas?
1: <laughs> I get... I really get bored. I, I went to the ghetto part in Istanbul, and, like, it was a really bad area. And even um, when I went to Afghanistan, I like going... It's... It's... I like going to extreme places It's really irritating But I would like to go to Yemen But Joey told me if I go to Israel I will not able to go to um, Yemen he said, Right It's almost 95% if I have that stamp So I, I have to make a decision How I'm going to do this But um,
0: Yeah, you can't That's what stopped me from going to Cairo Is that we had that Israel stamp And once they saw that They were like, no, we
2: can't let you in Are there a lot of Jews that live in Germany today?
0: Sure, I was just there. I was for just real? there in March. I'm just asking. I, I don't was know. just there in March, and my sister and I visited a Temple in so, Germany. In Germany, in Munich.
1: Wow, wow. It's you know. I, I have to like say it was
0: slightly new. <laughs>
1: <but> <laughs> I, I have to say I've been going to Germany a lot for years, and I have to say, unlike the Japanese, I think they've done. Amazing job apologizing and educating their youth about what right. happened during World War II. But if anything, I think anti Semitism is very strong in France and Russia for sure.
0: And right. uh, it's so and strong. And England. England, it's a lot. Is that it's right, extremely I mean, strong there.
1: Mm, what, what, I, I didn't know that. What, what, you have, why, why is that, first of all?
0: Um, you have a lot of um, um, <coughs> Middle Eastern businessmen coming in now to London. I mean, oh, there's a lot there. Yeah. yeah, and with that comes a certain amount of anti-Semitism. And so you have a lot of anti-Semitism, especially once you leave London.
1: Sure.
0: And, um, I mean, I encountered a little bit of it, but I just, you know, like, for the most part, I'm kind of, you know, I've got dark hair, I've got, you know, white skin, but I can pass as a lot. I can pass as Italian, I can pass as, sure. you know, so I just...
1: I mean, isn't it even hard for... Arabs and, and Jewish people, sometimes they can't tell when they look at your face. Could they automatically think you're Jewish or,
0: I mean. Yeah, it kind of negates the argument.
1: <laughs> it's really hard, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't get upset when people say, like, I can't tell the difference from Chinese and Korean. Well, I fucking can't either sometimes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So how do they treat you when you go back? I've never. But they know you're Jewish, but you know they what? know they know you're not from there.
0: Right. 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 I mean I get more hostility because I'm American. And then in which in case, Israel. Uh in Israel not so much. Israel was fine, but like when I because I travel often and so last couple of times I went to Europe or I uh. went to and I mostly go within just Eastern Europe. Um, if it's an issue with me being American, I always say I'm Canadian because mm. I'm like five two man. I'm not gonna defend my country on my sure. own. That's a hard job. Sure. <laughs> and uh I've never really mentioned I don't really play out the Jewish Part of it, um, unless I'm asked. I see. And I'm very open and friendly about it and whatever because I don't want to just run away. I, I kind of want to just be confronted and, and talk about it a little bit. And I've done that before. But for the most part, I mean, especially Germany was the most friendly city. Oh, yeah. And like, I, out of all of the European cities I visited strangely enough and both of my grandparents were in the holocaust
2: like they're both survivors they didn't try to like give you a star they did not try to give oh you God. the star it's weird like it's so, it's so weird because in like elementary school you know, I'm saying like in elementary school that was a thing like you get a gold star you get a smiley face but we're if you're in Germany to a super fun camp
1: yeah,
2: exactly <laughs> no they, they were just it was just kind
0: of cool they were just, it was just an awesome people. I love Germany. I also love the fact that it's by far the most hip city I've ever seen in my life, and there's an authenticity to it, Uh where it's like, it's not like you're walking in Brooklyn, and you know that these people's parents are all in the Midwest. Yeah. Like, I would see groups of goths walking, and be grandma goth, and, and their kids, and then their kids, and they're all pushing a baby carriage between the ages of 60 and 20, and like, all walking again, they all got like, white makeup and black hair because grandma's been goth since the 70s. (laughs) It's just like such a cool atmosphere. I really enjoy it.
1: So you didn't feel any sort of uh, racism or anything like that when you went to Europe?
0: Um, Only a little bit in Budapest. I felt a little bit kind of Mm
1: -hmm. like
0: it was a little hardcore there. But you know what? I just kind of kept to myself. I was with my sister and my mom and we just kind of kept to ourselves. We just did all the touristy things and we didn't try to explore too much on our own.
1: (laughs) Because I I always find it, like, I do a lot of racist material, but, you know, and it's quite often I do it because whenever I do, especially with black jokes, it's not attacking black people, but trying to make white people uncomfortable hearing it. Right, right. Because they pretend like they're bothered by it, but secretly they're kind of laughing at it. (laughs) Right,
2: right.
1: You know, and then... um, but, when I go to Europe or places like that when you when you actually meet someone say something about jew Jewish people or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you could feel the energy like they really mean it it is it's still surprising to me that hmm. they really have those feelings and Um, With my friend Joey, he's Jewish, he's been all over the Middle East. I'm hitchhiking places like that, and and the Muslims are always surprised he's Jewish, but they're always speaking this language, and you know, they'll say like those damn Jews, they're the snakes, whatever, and then Joey said like, well, you know I'm Jewish, right? Yeah, yes, I don't mean you, but let me tell you about those, like, sometimes I got the feeling when (laughs) Muslims threaten Jews, maybe it's just one of those trash talking, but maybe they don't really mean it. Yeah, like like hip-hop artists.
2: Yeah, I don't
1: think they go. Whereas East Coast, West Coast, but where like they were saying like we'll burn, you know, the Jew, uh, Israel will burn fire, this, and their blood will be, you know, spread on the ground. Whatever. Of course, Jewish people dealing with Holocaust, they're super sensitive. So maybe they might take it literal, but I don't know. It just it just seems like me being not part of the, either one of the groups. It's it's. It's, the whole Middle East is interesting to me because I don't really have a dog in a fight. Right. But I, I just wonder, like, man, why I don't get this...
0: It's just inherent. It's just, yeah. It just comes from 50 years of conflict and really violent conflict. With that actually, when I was in Israel, the group that was most violent towards us were other Jews, and
1: just like the people who hate Asians or other Asian people, right? Yeah, it's yeah, that's oh, unbelievable. Sure.
0: Like we went driving because well, this was our fault because we were driving in Jerusalem on a Saturday, mm-hmm. so we had a tour guide take us through Jerusalem, and they literally like Jews came out and like threw rocks at the car, making us go away because you're not allowed to drive on the Sabbath.
1: You you're not
0: no. Oh, no, absolutely
1: but, not. But paramedics, you're a lot, right? I
0: don't know. I mean, I don't know oh what the God. situation is. In Jer- I mean, if you're going to get rocks thrown at you in, in, in Jerusalem, then, like, you know, try to have your heart attack on, like, a Sunday.
1: Do, do Israelis <laughs> consider Jew- Jewish people in America like them or or, or different? Uh, then, then we'll let you go after that. I mean, is, is it the same thing or different?
0: No, for the most part, not. I mean, I think as, uh, people that live like uh, the um, Spartak that live in Israel, I think that they think the Ashkenazi are way more hardcore.
1: And that's true. So they got kicked out of Spain by Queen Isabella, kicked them out. Like
0: those are Moranos.
1: Oh, okay.
0: That's just another sect. But like Spartic would be people that are as Middle Eastern descent or Spanish descent or with more darker skin, and um, and I would be Ashkenazi because I have like Eastern European. Sure.
1: I know you have to go. Thanks, Aaron uh, But I, I want to talk to you again next time because uh, you, you know I like talking to you and Luke and Joey about this because I, I I had no idea like. You, you said a bunch of stuff I, I've never heard before. He never mentioned it, so thanks. And you know, love to have you on the show again. And I'll write a bunch of questions for you next time.
0: Oh yeah, next time let's concentrate more on Magneto. More like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: so. on
1: nerd stuff.
0: Yeah, like nerd stuff, but with a, like a Jewish hint to it. We <laughs> talk about. What's Magneto. the Jewish
1: people's favorite superhero? Like Spider-Man, because it was made by Stan Lee.
0: Um sure I'll go with that. I can't say it for everybody. I okay. mean, I'm just a marble head so. <laughs> but I will cool. see you guys later.
1: Thanks Aaron. Cool. Thanks. Thanks. Um Chris that
2: uh, yeah, thank, thanks for having me on the show Yoshi <laughs> what, for what? I don't know we just well no I had I'm dealing with some stuff right now No 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 after. I'm i I'm just I'm, I'm sure, tell you after I am sure. dealing with some some stuff going down but um, but no thanks for having me, having me on the show you can check out my stuff chrisgore.com pick up my comedy album Celebrities poop or uh, follow me on Twitter at that chrisgore
1: and Again, uh, Yoshi, thanks. And, and and of course, I love doing your uh, podcast, Pod Crash. And uh, thank you. I want to remind everybody: October four, five, and six, LA podcast And, and uh, you're doing com-
2: episodes of your show and episodes of my show. Yeah,
1: and I will try to bring. Um, Maybe even Luke But mostly I want to Definitely want to bring Like a porn girl Or something like that too And um, we'll talk more But yeah think Bring that,
2: Allison and a porn
1: girl Yes, Allison will be there And um, um, Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it And And you're also And, and I'm I have to say I'm 50/50 right now. Am I? I'm moving to Sweden for three months. I don't know when, mid October, or I. I will, ideally, I would like to leave right after I do that uh, Lee thing. So, got it. When was it? it was the first week. No, uh, the
2: first weekend in November. It's like November. David!